0: Hi there, and welcome to the sixth episode of Beyond the Payment, a podcast in which we'll dive into the world of Afinapay's integrated partner ecosystem and get to know the people behind these tech companies. From understanding tech features to knowing someone's dream vacation, our hope is that you get a taste of everything that happens beyond the payment. My name is Amanda Hike, and welcome to episode six, where I sit down and chat with Kevin Harris from Orion, a law pay partner. Hello there, and welcome. Welcome to our guests and to our listeners. It's morning here where I am, I guess late morning. um, And we are super excited to be recording today with Kevin Harris from Orion. Um, If you're not familiar, Orion was founded in 1985 and is legal specific financial practice and firm management software. And Kevin is the senior project manager at Orion. And I think as we're about to find out, I love the title because it's just vague enough to encompass maybe everything that Kevin does at Orion, maybe not. It's, it's a lot. He has a lot to share with us about his involvement over there. And so we're going to learn more about Kevin and more about Orion. So welcome, Kevin. Thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, thanks, Amanda, for having me.
0: Yeah, great. Um if it's okay for okay with you, I'd love to start um, by just getting some of your stats and a little background information so we can learn more about you. Okay.
1: So, I've been with Ryan since 1996. Um, does that make me sound old? Um I <laughs> Um I start by saying that um, someone asked me the other day, so how long, you know, how many companies have you worked for, um, you know, and, and what have you been doing? And, you know, when talking to them, I said, well, you know, one of my goals as uh, I would say as a teenager was finding a place where I could see myself working for 30 years at a minimum. Um, you know, I want to, I wanted to go to work for a company where I could literally retire from that company, sort of like Chipper Jones at the Atlanta Braves. He started off uh, as a brave and (laughs) he ended as a brave. So, you know, I thought that would be a really cool thing to be able to, to actually do. So yeah, I've been doing that, uh, for 25, uh, years. Um, you know, and if you think about you know, what I've been doing for those 25 years, um, you know, I manage. Yes, based on the the title, I manage the implementations for many of the larger enterprise level firms. But I'm also deeply involved in the development of the software, and I'm also heavily involved because of my background um, in the marketing and the branding side of the company. So, yeah, it definitely keeps me uh, it keeps me busy.
0: Yeah. So Chipper Jones is a great segue. Um, tell us your hometown. It may not be a surprise anymore. Um, I guess where you're currently located.
1: Yeah, so I live in a suburb just south of Atlanta. Uh, It's called Noonan. You probably heard about it um, if you watch the news. Uh, We were recently hit with a devastating EF4 tornado. Um, And I can certainly attest to the types of damage that tornadoes uh, can have. You're probably familiar with those. Most of you, I think, you've got West Coast and you've got Texas. So if you live in Texas, you know what a tornado is definitely um, capable of doing. And, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's been a pretty devastating situation for a lot of the residents here, but we, you know, we enjoy, I grew up maybe 15 minutes from here and, um, it's a, it's a great area to, to raise your kids. And,
0: great. And the University of Georgia, that, is that in Athens, Georgia?
1: That's in Athens, Georgia. Yep. Yeah. My younger so- brother still lives there.
0: I'm only familiar with Athens, Georgia, because I feel like there's a lot of musicians that I'm a fan of that came from Athens. Is that, is that correct? It, like the Indigo Girls, R.E.M., the Drive-By Truckers?
1: R.E.M. is definitely um, from Athens. Uh, matter of fact, I think my freshman year, uh, there was a concert on the lawn there. So yeah, we, we actually have a fair number of um, musicians, if you will, from, from the area, sort of like Austin, Texas.
0: Yeah, Austin, and strangely enough here in Texas, Lubbock as well, which is um, kind of a a lot of really famous uh, Texas, especially singer-songwriters, have come out of Lubbock. I feel like there may be some affinity between Lubbock and Athens that's interesting. Great. Um, so 25 years with Orion, and ha- did you have any other... Um, sort of professional career type jobs before you joined Orion?
1: Yeah, there were actually two. One was uh, Walmart. So I had worked with Walmart for almost 10 years. And toward the end of my career, um, I was involved in managing the super center setups. So that was a brand new concept back in the 1990s. And that was one of the things I was involved with, which actually, I guess, does tie into project management when you think about even with software. Once you're good with managing a complex project like setting up a super center, I think uh, managing the implementation for a firm switching from, let's say, Elite to Orion is probably really, really simple. Um, and then I would say from there, I went into uh, working for as an auditor for a PEO company uh, based out of Dallas, Texas. They had an office in Atlanta, and uh, they were hired. They hired me to actually do. Um, the auditing for all the payrolls um, across the nation. And that's how I was introduced to Orion because one of the clients for that company was Orion Law Management Systems. And through that relationship, through that process of doing an audit, uh, one of the owner's wives uh, was introduced to me. She really liked me evidently. She told her husband, you gotta hire this kid. Um, I don't care what you do. Um, And during the interview, I, I remember telling Peter, I said, I know nothing about law firms. I know they exist. Maybe I'm good with technology. Maybe I'm good with from a, from an accounting perspective, but I know nothing about legal technology. And he was like, "You'll
0: figure it out." <laughs> Aren't we all so grateful for that first person who gave us our first shot in our careers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, getting back to Orion, tell us. Yeah, tell us a little bit more. Take us down that path of um, mm-hmm. what the idea Peter and then the sort of co-founders had. Give us kind of the origin story of Orion, if you would.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the company started off um, in 1995. I'm sorry, 1985. Man, I am definitely <laughs> showing my age. Um, and it really was founded by two people. Peter Emmons, he was an attorney um, in Atlanta, uh, who also turned, I uh, would say, entrepreneur, if you will. And, in you know, if you think about it from an attorney's perspective, he was right there at the beginning of legal technology, and he really thought through what would be a better way of recording time, expenses, generating invoices, managing receivables. And, uh, and he started the whole design concept, if you will. He really wasn't a coder, uh, but he was really good with designing software, what he thought attorneys would enjoy using. Uh, simultaneously, in sunny California, you had Paul Yelton. And Paul, he basically had a company. It was what I would consider a uh, developer for hire, programmer for hire type of situation. He and one of his lead developers, um, they found themselves writing software that almost matched the pieces that Orion was missing. So over a period of time, Peter and Paul kept bumping into each other and writing and exchanging checks for mutual clients saying, OK, we're going to provide this. I need you to provide that to provide, you know, really this law firm a full solution. And after a few years, they decided, you know what, let's just stop passing checks to one another. Let's form a company that's an all-in-one solution for these law firms. And again, you think back, this is this is the mid 1980s. So we're dealing with Unix, uh, we're dealing with DOS. Um, and yes, and you know, mid 1990s, we ended up with a Y2K Windows uh, solution as well. But that was very early uh, in legal technology. But you know, when I start off with the company. Uh, in 1996, we really started, uh, began surveying the landscape of legal software, said, okay, we've got a rock solid accounting uh, package, what's next for our company? And that's where we started developing the practice management side uh, of the software. So we're offering really a robust, uniquely designed interface that allowed law firms to manage their contacts, their matters, their documents with document assembly, emails, tasks, appointments, you name it, it was truly sort of this all-in-one um, product offering. And coincidentally, that's about the same time we offer, we started offering Orion as a SaaS solution. Um, we, along with another company based in Tampa, formed a company called Velo. Now, I won't give you the real name. You know, it was Velo.com. I won't give you the official name for what Velo stood for because I love the part that we all came up with. Virtually everyone everywhere loves Orion. So that's my take on Velo. Um, but it was a cloud offering with full back uh, office accounting services. You know, so for law firms who wanted an all in one solution, but they also wanted to be able to pay for this as a monthly subscription with um, offshoring some of the f- uh, financial and software services, then that's what Velo actually did. And so we, we were really doing both very early uh, compared to some of the companies that are around today.
0: Very interesting. Uh, To be honest, I have a hard time, and maybe you can tell me about some Mm -hmm. of this, but what did a law firm look like in terms of sort of personal computers and business computing back in the late 80s and early (laughs) 90s? Did everyone have a PC on their desk, or how was sort of that adoption Mm -hmm. taking place, and how did Orion first kind of get in the door and... You know, who in the office was using software at that time? Mm -hmm. Well,
1: you know, so when I first started, again, I I started off in the 1990s. So I can't imagine, I can't imagine the 1980s if we all watched The Firm um, with uh, Tom Cruise. I think that gave us a pretty accurate picture of what (laughs) technology was sort of like back then. Um, But, you know, when I started off with the company, it, it is funny because what I happened to see was this transition where firms either, you know, attorneys did not have computers on their desks. Some of the you know some law firms did but not all. Um, a lot of attorneys didn't have email uh, much less access to the internet so they were still very heavily you know utilizing their legal assistance and dictating you know let's say uh, letters and di- dictating their time and everything was being typed so a bill, was being typed in something like Word Perfect. Wow, that's a blast from the past. But mm-hmm. typing their bills in Word Perfect, and actually, I remember walking into a lot of firms that had ledger cards. So it's like you know the old box, and you had these cards, the index cards, and that's how they were managing uh, their receivables. Um, now, granted, those were some you know those were some outdated firms. Honestly, I mean, most firms when I started, they actually had computers, but maybe not everybody did. Um, And Internet was relatively, you know, let's say new to the to that uh, industry. Online research was not a thing. They actually had, believe it or not, libraries. Probably one of the most expensive investments a law firm had was having all of these books, all of these subscriptions and all of the space devoted to what? Devoted to books. So, yeah. So that way they could walk in, pull a book and do their research. Um, And, you know, you look at them today. Uh, the attorneys, I mean, honestly, when I, you know, I think about even just the last year with the pandemic and what that's all uh, forced us to do, but now you have attorneys who they may be in court via Zoom. They're meeting with their clients via Zoom. Um, They are dictating uh, their descriptions, let's say on their iPhone using Orion's mobile solution. They're doing pre-bills on iPads. Um, You know, it's, it's one of these, you know, really, odd scenarios you know when you look at going back 80s 90s early 2000s and now here we are in 2021 um and things are i think changing at a much faster pace than they were probably even 10 years ago
0: yeah i i couldn't agree more i'm really glad you kind of mentioned the changes brought about by covid and kind of people taking their work home with them over over the past year um so the legal specifics software space is pretty crowded. Um, so tell me a little bit about how does Orion define itself um, and how do you stand out to the right audience? Maybe dig in a little bit to how you think or want to be perceived in the market.
1: Mm-hmm. So because of Orion's longevity, you know, we again started off in, in sort of that what's called client-server world. So basically every firm had a server in-house and, and Orion was installed there and installed on the personal computers and laptops. And going back to that 2005, you know, let's say 2001 to 2005 timeframe where we started offering Orion as a service over the Internet. You know, we've, we've seen that landscape grow tremendously um, as well. And so, you know, with that, I, I've seen how Orion has pivoted. Over the years, you know, we have done things like, you know, having Orion still available for those firms who want it installed locally on a server, having it installed maybe on their, uh, I'm sorry, in uh, their private cloud or in our cloud. So one of the one of the phrases that we tend to use have been using for probably about 10 years now is, you know, your server, our server, your choice. It's all about choice. So from a you know from a sort of positioning perspective, there are a lot of companies out there that are cloud only. There are a lot of companies out there who are let's say um, client server only. It's installed only at a server in uh, at the firm. And then Orion we're fairly unique in the fact that we give the firms the the choice. Where do you want Orion installed? Do you want it installed on your server in your private cloud or in our cloud? And even the way that we find ourselves. Quote unquote, selling Orion is a bit unique. You can basically, it's a perpetual license. You can pay for it up front. You can pay a subscription fee, or we also offer self uh, funded leasing. So we allow firms to basically lease, if you will, pay a lease over a period of two years and then they own the software. So we try to, you know, we've tried to be very unique in our approach uh, compared to some of the other companies that are out there.
0: Do you have a, a, a longest? standing firm? How long has your longest standing customer been with Orion Software?
1: We actually have clients. So if I think about clients under the 100 number, uh-huh. um, we do have clients that go back to the 1980s Wow, um, that have been with us all along. Um, and then, you know, and then obviously, I would say we've probably seen the greatest amount of growth since uh, 2005 or 2008 forward. Um, but in those early days, uh, you know, Orion was very much East Coast driven. Um, yes, we had an office on the West Coast. So you, you basically had a lot of firms on the East Coast, a fair number of firms on the West Coast, and really nothing in between. And I would say starting in, you know, probably the early to mid uh, 2000s, that's where the growth has really been is that mid America, yeah. yeah. uh, if you will. Um, and then obviously out to both coasts. But the landscape has definitely changed. Uh, had people. Who have asked me what did it look like in you know the 1980s, 1990s? And I know when I started off with the company, I would say legitimately there were probably about 100 to 120 players in the marketplace. Everybody thought they could create their own application, and they did. A lot of firms built their own software, but you know through Y2K, the dot-com bust, you name it, um, we've seen a huge amount of consolidation. But I, you know, I would say that with the cloud. Um, you know, we've seen that transition back. You know, where there are new companies spinning up, probably you know one or two new ones every year. I don't, you know, honestly, we don't tend to compete with those because mm-hmm. those are usually for very small firms. But um, but it is interesting seeing how the change in technology has allowed the birth of a whole new. A group of competitors.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has been interesting. I hear from all of those new cloud-based practice management companies mm-hmm. that are interested in adding integrations for payments. So, um, and yeah, I think we're seeing a second consolidation of a lot of those uh, cloud-based startups that are now um, coming together under some PE investment. So that'll be super mm-hmm. interesting to see what um, what comes of that in a couple of years. Yeah. So, great. Okay, it's it's time for the lightning round. Are you ready? Kevin, do you need to stretch? Are you?
1: I'm a little I'm a little scared of the jump, questions that you're going to ask.
0: Some jumping jacks, <laughs> anything you need to do to prepare yourself. I'll I'll take it easy on you. Um I think Think these are pretty straightforward, but they're going to give us some insights into who who you really are, um, and there's a couple regional specific ones as well. So, without <laughs> further ado, I'm going to kick it off with the first question. I'll uh, I'll give you a little bit of background. This may be pandemic specific. I want to know what is your dirty TV secret? What show are you embarrassed to admit you've binge watched during COVID? but you're going to tell us now.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, You know what? I'll have to pull out um, my Netflix and Hulu Mm -hmm. accounts to tell you all the shows that I've had to watch. Um, You know what? I I probably watched way too many. Let's put it that way. Uh, My wife and I, I would say early on, we went back to some throwbacks, like 24. Um, shows that we loved watching that were, you know, that were available on Hulu or Netflix. And uh, that that was actually fun going back to 2000, 2001, and, and seeing how that progressed over a short period of time. But anything that lasted more than one season, we've probably watched at least once.
0: Okay, great. Um, your dream car.
1: Dream car, 1964 Corvette Stingray.
0: Nice. A bonus points for color. Black. Nice. Okay. And are you a cat person or a dog person?
1: Um, interesting question. I grew up raising uh, German Shepherds for show. I actually used to train them as a kid. Wow. Um, and so I was very much a dog person, but as an adult with three active kids uh, playing soccer, um, we ended up transitioning to a cat. Uh, Because they just take care of themselves.
0: They do. Favorite (laughs) candy?
1: M&M's. Peanut M&M's.
0: Peanut M&M's. Best ever vacation spot or dream vacation spot?
1: Um, We actually bounce between two. Um, So Pensacola, Florida, that's our go-to. It's, you know, they're at a military base. Uh, I was a a child of a, a service member. So, you know, we do enjoy going there. But... Uh, We also find ourselves hopping around some of the islands, um, you know, let's say down in the Gulf. So it's, you know, we've been to Hawaii, love it, but it's a long haul from Atlanta. So we find, we tend to find ourselves more in the Gulf area.
0: Okay. And because you're in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A or Crystal's Chick Burger?
1: Oh, Chick-fil-A,
0: hands down. (laughs) Um, I do have a bottle of Crystal's Hot Sauce on my desk at the office, though. Just,
1: just <laughs> love that stuff. They, they do sell this kind of stuff now in stores, right? I love that stuff,
0: yeah. Your favorite pro sports team?
1: Pro. Um, I would have to say Atlanta Braves.
0: Good one. And besides Beyond the Payment, do you have a second favorite podcast?
1: Podcasts.
0: Um, There
1: are a few that I do listen to. Um, Most of those are, I I would say, more sermon oriented for churches um, because I find myself, I'm actually fairly heavily involved uh, at our church in the audio video uh, realm of things. So I tend to listen to a lot of those because I'm so busy at other times. Uh, Let's say on a Sunday. I'm I'm the guy in the background um, yeah. and I don't really get to pay a lot of attention. So I tend to listen uh, to pastors online. Those are my podcasts.
0: Love it. That's what Keely does with beyond the payment is after she produces it, then she goes and listens for an, in, for enjoyment mm-hmm. only. She's thumbs upping that. Um, and a legal tech or a, really a legal or a tech live event, you are most excited about attending once it's safe to do so again.
1: Um, Yeah, well, um, so they've recently announced, um, let's say ALA um, is definitely going back to being in-person. So we're going to be traveling to Austin, uh, Texas this fall. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to that. And they actually, I think on Monday, they announced uh, the CLI event that will take place in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking uh, forward to getting back uh, into in-person events, Um, being cooped up at home has not been it's been interesting it's been fun um but i definitely enjoy engaging with real live human beings
0: same and final question your favorite feature in orion
1: favorite feature i would actually have to say I, orion our mobile platform um you know i've been heavily involved in almost all development since 2008 um, but I would say that while all of those things have been phenomenal and well accepted by our clients, the one that's interested me the most, the one that really engages me the, uh, the most is really everything that we do on an iPhone and iPad, whether it's iOrion or the e version of iOrion. That hands down, you know, as I said, I'm an Apple geek starting off with my first <laughs> Apple product in 1980. So I tend to really gravitate towards anything that's Apple. I'm going to make sure that Orion works with it.
0: Excellent. Well, great job. A round of applause. Thank you so much for the lightning round. I hope it wasn't, wasn't too traumatic. It was um, maybe a slow, uh, a more casual version of the lightning round, but I enjoyed it. Um, that's it for us for today. Kevin, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this Um Orion has a great history, a very interesting story, and your place in it is also really fun to learn about, um, fun to get to know more about you and your interests and your team as well. So thank you again for taking the time to do this. Yep. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Beyond the Payment. I want to thank my co-producers, Keely Leonard and Jen Curtis, and a round of applause for Ryan Berry, who wrote our original theme song. If you liked what you listened to today, please like and subscribe to Beyond the Payment. Thanks again for listening. I'm Amanda Hike. We'll catch you next time.